I'm Mariana Gonzalez. And I'm Blake McMillan. And this is Everything's Everything's Fine, Fine. where we talk about the duality of life. And how sometimes things are really bad and all you can think about is, everything's fine, I'm fine, it's fine. While other things are really actually fine and life is harmonic as we all skip into the sunset. Um, So, Mariana... How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving break? It was it was good. I didn't really do much. I took the time to just relax when, you know, I should have worked on my late homework, but mm, it's Thanksgiving break. I feel attacked. And I, I No, it's fine. I, um, How was your break? It's good. I went to Minneapolis with my friend Logan. Um, but um, I went to, we went to Target, my little brother. And I, we love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, like, when I was 16 to start a Funko Pop collection, mm-hmm. but... I was an adult, technically. Yeah. So I <laughs> hey, I just started mine. So I okay. love them. They're so cute. They're so cute. Um, whenever I was um, 16, for Christmas that year, I got Bryson. My Now he's 11, but he was like eight at the time. I got him a Funko Pop, and I was like, this will be my outlet. This is how I can start my collection, by gifting them to my little brother. <laughs> so um, that's what I get him every year, that and like something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Mandalorian on Star like the new Star Wars show on Disney Plus. Um I wanted a Mandalorian Funko Pop. They I searched Disney's website, I searched Amazon, they were gone, like no longer in existence. We went to Target like on Wednesday mm-hmm. and we found one and I was like I'll come back and get it on Black Friday cuz mm-hmm. it'll be cheaper. So we go to Target. It's not there. <laughs> we're in Minneapolis, so there's like three Targets. We go to all of them and they're like they're gone. I don't know what happened. They weren't on the internet anywhere. I don't know if they got discontinued or they're just like a rare or like they were limited time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. We just went in Best Buy to look mm-hmm. and they're, you know, Best Buy carries the Funko Pops and there was this like nine-year-old kid standing there. <laughs> and as we walk in and we start looking through the shelves, I look over and this kid is holding a Mandalorian. Oh my goodness. And I was like, this is it. This is how like, I become one of those Black Friday stories. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is this is the story of the time I killed a child. No. Um, yeah, no, I, like, was, like, waiting for him to, like, just sit it down. Like, he was just, like, looking around, like, reading it. Because, you know, like, when you're a little kid, like, you want to get something, you're just sitting there looking at it, like, obsessing mm-hmm. over it. And so I'm, like, I've been there, dude. So he was waiting for his dad to show up. I knew it. And so about... Five minutes go by, and I'm just pretending we're all, it's me, Logan, and his little sister, and we're all just pretending to, like, comb through the shelves of bobbleheads. The kid's dad shows up, and he's like, yeah, you can get it. (sighs) (laughs) I I was so anxious. And then they look at the line, and it's, like, a really long line, like 20 minutes. And so there's this an, there's an associate behind us helping this lady set up her new iPhone. And the guy's like, can I pay for this here? Or do I have to wait in line? He's like, you'll have to wait in line. Um, so the kid, he's like, put it back. And the kid puts it back. And as soon as it touched the shelf, I did not hesitate. I shook Logan. I shook Logan. I was like, oh, my God, it's mine. And, um, yeah, I snatched up off the shelf. And Logan told me while we were waiting in line, he's like, the, the look on that kid's face was so disappointed. And I was like... I wish I felt bad, but (laughs) no. Um, Logan said he was expecting me to be like, I got the Funko Pop and you didn't, you loser. I got the Mandalorian. But I was the bigger person, you know? That was my Thanksgiving break. Okay, so in the shaky, everything's not fine way of saying everything's fine, I'm fine, but everything is definitely not fine. Here's what's wrong with the world. So first, we have a story from USA Today. This just happened, it was reported two hours ago. Um... 
Wisconsin school officer came and shot a student. Um, <laughs> That's literally what the title says. Um, student in Wisconsin pulled out a gun during class, uh, 17 years old, and the students in the classroom immediately evacuated, mm-hmm. ran out in the hall saying he has a gun. So there were just three shot, three gunshots. No one got hurt. Mm-hmm. Police just came and, you know, evacuated everybody. Um, police department tweeted at 11.04 today. This is, oh, that's December 2nd. This is happening Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, tweeted right after it that everything's fine and the scene is stabilized. They're not looking for any other persons of interest. They just have the student. They came back from Thanksgiving break and this happened. Um, but yeah, the school had to go on lockdown and you know, the car, the police cars created like a barricade outside of the school. Just, uh, which is like, I don't know. So scary. I don't know. I hate that in 2019 we're living in the age of like, I mean, I'm not, I'm obviously I'm shook by this, but like not, it's not surprising anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because we live in the school shooter age, I guess. Um, I don't know. I hate that it's normalized and that this isn't even like a pressing headline. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, you know, it's pressing. It's just not – it doesn't feel like it's rare. Um, but I feel like this is how every school shooting should be handled. It was very prompt. They said, like, in this article, the teacher runs out and was able to – they didn't even have to contact anybody to go into lockdown. The teachers that were in the surrounding area were able to put the students in lockdown. Um, and, yeah, very strange case because it never happens like this. Um, no, it never. And the article, like Blake said, it happened about two hours ago. So the article doesn't really go into detail on what happened between the police officer and the student – it's just the title is the only thing that lets us know. So yeah, maybe more stuff will come yeah. out. But but another our next topic, Pete Buttigieg. I had to like his. Have you ever no said I've his never, name? No, I've like heard it, but most people in Iowa call him Mayor Pete. But it's Buttigieg. I had I watched this funny Jimmy Fallon skit where he's like trying to you know the Roots um his band Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. yeah um he's like trying to teach them how to say it and they're like he's like repeat after me boot edge edge and they're like blueberry (laughs) and but yeah pete Buttigieg, um he is an openly gay um presidential candidate for the democratic party and over fall break or thanksgiving break he said that being gay helps him relate to the black struggle um which is interesting i'm sure i mean both being minorities you know allows you to relate to someone else knowing like what it's like to be canceled by society. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. That's an odd, cause I mean, I'm gay and I understand like what it's like. He just said that, you know, he relates to black people. I can understand um, trying to relate, especially when you're trying to gather more supporters and, um, you know, get more voters to want you, mm-hmm. um, trying to relate and break it down, but being a white gay man, I don't really feel like I've had the same struggles as the African American community. Right. Oliver Davis, he's a black council member for South Bend, Indiana, and he said, "When you see me, you would know that I'm African American from day one. When someone is gay or lesbian, unless they tell that, or they are seen that in certain situations, there is no one going to know that. They are able to build their resumes and build their career. I don't really necessarily agree with that either." 
I feel like Mm -hmm. coming out, he's basically saying you don't have to come out. Um, That's up to you. I feel like in 2019, I came out for other people so they could see that it's okay to come out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important to have people in office that are gay and show that it's okay. Um, But on the flip side of that coin, he is making good points. He's saying you're not really going through what we're going through. Right. We're all going through, you know, being in a minority. But I would never try to compare the gay struggle to the African-American struggle. Right. There's a lot of different situations going on there. And, like, maybe his intention was just to, he wasn't necessarily comparing both perspectives, but he was just comparing a subtle, like, situation, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm sure, like, when this hit the media, people were taking it the wrong way because we tend to do that, you know, especially if it's something that affects you, but... No, I just, I, I do think he was trying to, you know, not necessarily, like, completely compare the two, right. but definitely trying to get some empathy with right. black mm-hmm. voters. I could see where, yeah, I could see that. So I feel like it's just him trying to relate to them and get them on his side. Um, so Alvin McEwen, he's a black LGBT activist from South Carolina, and he said, this is very Southern, I feel like someone in Mississippi would say, can't y'all stop this mess? Um, he goes on to say, no group wants to have the autonomy of their narrative taken by another group, but it also typifies how both communities want to grab onto power and don't want to listen to each other. And I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. We don't want our narratives taken over by someone who hasn't been through our struggles. I, I would be very offended if a straight person tried to, this is not the same case, but I would not like for a straight person to try to um, compare their struggles to the LGBT community. Right. Um, I don't want another group trying to relate to what I've been through because Mm -hmm. it's not the same situations. Yes, we're both like, I'm also oppressed in in different ways than the African-American community, but I don't think I would try to sympathize with them by saying, I don't know. And I mean, you know, there's people that do believe that what he said about this was just a misguided effort to show his empathy, you know. But there are African-Americans that did agree, but not necessarily all the way. And, like, he's doing his best to reach out, you know, gain more voters, however. But Yeah, Pete Buttigieg, I, I want, I would love to see a gay man in office because that would, that's, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. We've never had that. And so um, I am rooting for him, but just for that reason, I really haven't yet gotten into looking to all the different candidates this year. This race so far hasn't been as widely discussed and analyzed as the last one. It really hasn't been, no. I'll have to agree with you. I don't think there will ever be a race like the 2016 presidential race. That was a, the media coverage was insane. Um, But yeah, Pete's really, if you, if you asked me what all candidates there are this year, I would literally just tell you Donald Trump and Pete Buttigieg. Like, that's the only two I know of, really. Um, okay, so our next topic. I told Mariana, um, I read her the line, but I didn't show her the photo. <laughs> so Donald Trump recently got complimented by a doctor who did his physical, and the doctor told him he had a gorgeous chest. So our president decided to tweet a photo a photo of him photoshopped as rocky here's the picture oh wow yeah um he tweeted it he put it on instagram if you haven't seen this photo 
I don't know. <laughs> oh my lord, this guy. Uh, imagine being that self-centered and being like, hmm, well, they like my chest, so here's his Twitter is just full of him showing how self-centered he is. Yeah, if you a lot of the stuff he tweets about, he jokes about. It's like this guy's really our president, you know? Or uh, Oof. I've gone through. <laughs> you know what? For the for the marketing for this episode, I feel like should Photoshop me as Rocky and you and so I'm having my friend Sammy later in this episode come in we're talking about Frozen you and Sammy should be Anna and Elsa yeah. or like Mariana and Elsa yeah that was a good pun <laughs> um yeah but yeah that's um everything that's not fine all right, and now we're going to be starting our list of everything that is fine. I am going to be leaving a link in the description or like a timestamp in the description if you want to just jump to there. If you don't want any spoilers, because it's going to be very, very spoiler filled. Um, but just jump there and that'll get you where you need to go if you don't want to hear this part. I'm going to swap out Mariana real quick. Um, and instead, we're now joined by my friend Sammy Hayes. She is beautiful. She's hardworking. She's talented. She's a drum major. Is there anything this woman can't do? Sammy, how are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Sammy, I love you so much. We're not going to get anything done because we're two different types of people, but we're the exact same person. <laughs> Why is that so accurate? It is. <laughs> when I first met Sammy... She scared me. I because I'm a very outgoing person. I'm very open with strangers. And I just I met Sammy once and then I met her again and I was like, Hey, do you wanna hold hands? And she was like, No. Like Like, why? In the same enthusiastic voice that I had said it. I was like, Do you wanna hold hands? And she goes, No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> but now we love each other. Honestly. Uh, yes. I, we're in the same friend groups. So I have to put up with every day, so I don't. Oh, yeah. We don't have a choice but to love each other. Mm -hmm. So we're like, mm, might as well. Might as well. That's the only Here we reason. Are. <laughs> it's been what four months now? Something like that. I mean, yeah. we're basically best friends. Pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> well, this is not even about Frozen. Anymore. No. <laughs> so had the privilege of seeing Frozen Two with you mm -hmm. Sunday night. Oh yes. Um, I cried three times. Yes. Sammy <laughs> witnessed me. <laughs> Because like I talked about in our last episode, I'm very, I interpret film very personally. And actually when we were watching like 10 minutes into the movie, I realized like every time I tell people how much I love movies, I always go to me watching the first Frozen and like crying watching it. And like, I was in like ninth grade sobbing. Um, and I think that's really where I realized I had such a love for storytelling was watching the first Frozen and watching the second one just brought me back. <laughs> Olaf has this one solo called um oh uh when i get older yeah or something to that effect oh i love that song so much when he starts <laughs> when he starts there's like this something like the earth falls apart and there's like this hole in the earth and he runs up and he goes samantha yeah <laughs> and, he, and i listen to that song all the time and every time it starts it goes samantha and i go yes like i <laughs> like caught off guard i'm like oh he's speaking to me you know? <laughs> because in the movie, um, Olaf gets lost, and he's like, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Sven, Samantha? Wait, I don't know anybody named Samantha. But then 30 seconds later, he's like, Samantha, are you in there? And <laughs> I lost it. Um, um, so we open up. It starts 
three years after the original film. And we see, you know, our characters have become accustomed to just having the gates open in Arendelle. Elsa gets this call from this. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, what was I talking about? Elsa gets this call from this ghostly, faraway voice that I attempted to mimic. Yes, it was beautiful. Thank you. So the whole Frozen gang goes to this enchanted forest and... They find this, um, the secrets about like why their parents died, how this war got started, and I just really, it was a different like tonality from the first movie, just because the first movie was so like by the book kind of mm-hmm. like two sisters that love each other but are separate. It's just very like not cliche, but very Disney. Yes, for sure, and I think the second one has more of a appeals to more of an older audience yeah like i sat through it wasn't like oh this is a cute kids movie i was like i could watch this in my free time yeah and be completely content with like how it appealed to me yeah you know and it's just i don't know because this movie i love how so i think the original frozen came out in like december this one came out in november and so it has more of a fall type vibe Mm -hmm. with it um the animation I remember, like, the first movie, all of the animation was just very, like, new and, like, white and clean because there was so much snow, and it just looked beautiful. Yeah. This one, it's a lot more, like, grungy-type, like, fall, dark <laughs> colors. Yeah. And, like, the characters, like, costume design, Anna and Elsa, oh, they're beautiful. Oh, my goodness. They age like wine. <laughs> but, oh. um, mm. I think, like, the animation kind of, like, took me back to the first one whenever you would see Elsa like in those sequences where she's like using her powers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And when she, so every film, her hair has gotten down more. (laughs) Like when we first met her, her hair was like up, up. And then halfway through the first movie, she like takes it down and is like wearing just a braid. Mm -hmm. And this movie a bit. (gasps) (laughs) Skinny legend. She just lets it all out, flowing. My honestly, my favorite three scenes going into the unknown, into oh. the mm. <laughs> tasty. Um, me and Sam, I started like pulling Sammy. I was like, oh my god, she starts singing. He gets like all excited. He's looking at me, and then she sings like the unknown like three times. And this time she hits the third chord. Blake and I just look at each other, and we're like breathtaking. Yes, like she really did that. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. But yeah, she, I don't know, Idina Menzel, she, her voice feels like, the it, it's so Elsa, like, it just cuts, like, like ice, just, and then Kristoff got his own solo, and I, I don't really feel like I'm qualified to talk, because I got up and went to the bathroom during it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, goodness, what was that one? Was that one the one? It's like the 80s prince, or queen type yeah. vibe, like boy band. Mm-hmm. He's just, I'm lost in, he's like, I think it's actually called Lost in the Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he tries to propose to Anna, but like, it doesn't. Yeah. They just can't find time. Every time Kristoff wants to propose, he can't. So he's just wandering around and he's kind of like, well, what do I do now? And it's, I. so I read a review and a chorus of reindeer were at the end. I didn't get to see that yeah. part. Um, and Jonathan Groff, who plays the voice mm-hmm. of Kristoff, he had to do 30 
Like there was like 30 reindeer? Yeah, because he voices Kristoff and Sven yeah. and all the other reindeer. Yeah, so he had to go into the studio and sing 30 different versions of the song. So I guess to get to the root of what made this movie good, I'll talk about the three times that I cried. First time was when Olaf died, which was very reminiscent of Tom Holland dying. Right? Didn't you get that vibe? I definitely did. When, when I saw the little, off. yeah, I was like, I mean, we're all in the Disney ecosystem. Exactly. And like both of them are just so touching and heartwarming, mm-hmm. like naive little characters. Mm-hmm. And then he just vanished. That's what I loved about Olaf in this one is you got to like see him grow up a little bit. Yeah. And that was so like, oh. My baby. I feel that. Like, yeah. yes. I didn't even realize that until you said that. Like. I mean, it was there. It was blank. It was, like, I feel like it was kind of stated. Yeah. Like, I'm older now. Like, we get it. It's been three years. Yeah. There's a lot of subtle character development with Olaf that mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. Um, oh, God. Disney. <laughs> right? Um, the second time I cried was when Anna was talking or singing. And Kristen Bell did not really have a solo. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she had, like... Um, for the first time in forever in the first movie. Yeah. But she shared that song with Elsa and she didn't get really she didn't really get to belt in that song. Yeah, she never had her own spotlight. Yeah. But this song, Kristen Bell goes hard. Um it's called The Next Right Thing and it's it it made me so excited to know so I have two little cousins. I don't have a little sister, but I have two little cousins named Caitlin and Haley. And I know they went and saw this movie because I know they saw the first Frozen and I'm sure every little girl on the the face of the planet went and saw this movie, but it makes me so excited. While I was sitting there, I was like, Caitlin and Haley are going to see this. They probably already have seen this. Um, just doing that song on it, getting up and being like, my best friend just died, and now I have a kingdom to save. Mm-hmm. Just to see empowering women for children yes. made me so happy. And the last time I cried was when Kristoff told Anna, my love is not fragile. That's so sweet, and I found an article, How Kristoff is Better Than Any Other Disney Prince. <laughs> so, so Nora Dominic on Twitter said, okay, but can we all talk about how Kristoff sang a power ballad about his feelings, told Anna that his love isn't fragile, and asked Anna what she needed during battle and didn't tell her to step aside so he could protect her. Mm-hmm. I love it all so much. Yeah. And he recognizes that she's a bad woman. Like he, <laughs> Right, he doesn't like, okay, like step aside, like I got this, or it doesn't like take charge over, like literally just makes her like wants to help her yeah. do what she needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. And see he's the prince in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But he's letting her be the princess in a Disney movie. Yes. I love that. Kristen mm-hmm. Bell said on Jimmy Fallon that um the thing that I really am proudest of is the way that they represented Kristoff. Lost in the Woods is about his big feelings for Anna and little boys don't often see representation of other boys having really big loving feelings. Um yeah, I feel like a lot of time those sappy lovey power ballads come from like snow white or yeah jasmine not mm-hmm. not christoph so right. it's so it's new and it's just the um and and she talks about at the end anna apologizes for something and he says it's okay my love is not fragile <laughs> and that's just so sweet it's like it's what anna deserves because in the last movie, she really went from how could anyone ever love learn to love a princess like you to someone telling her that their love isn't fragile. Mm-hmm. I wept. I wept right there. That's so sweet. Yeah, I'm looking at a gif of Ted Mosby screaming, I just have a lot of feelings. And 
I agree. Um, I would cry too if I was. T- <laughs> I literally cried because someone else got told their love wasn't fragile. Yeah, that's true. I would cry if someone told me that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Hidden Mickey's. I don't know if you saw the oh, Baymax. Yeah, I loved that at the beginning. Yeah, with all the characters. Yeah, Anna's like on the Anna and Elsa at the beginning. They're kids and they're playing with some snow toys, like little animals made out of snow that Elsa had made. And they're like playing. There's a tiny Baymax. I saw it and I like shook Sammy. Literally, <laughs> Sammy. Just <laughs> next time, if we go see a Disney movie in theaters, there's just like a um, a warning, like a disclaimer. Yeah, like Blake is gonna shake you and hit you and like look at you the entire time. Yeah. And get really excited. I'm very emotional. Yes. Tears streaming down my face. It's just Disney. <laughs> I love these characters. It just hits different. Yeah. I love these characters. I know like Mark Hamill, after like when they decided to bring Star Wars back, he talked about like at the end of the, the old movies, like the characters win and they're happy and that's the ending. But he's like he says like in real just like in real life, those universe that universe continues to exist. Mm-hmm. And so that's not the ending. It's just the ending that we see. And so, like, at the end of Frozen, the first one, that's the ending that we saw. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice to know that, like, this universe for these characters were able I don't know. Do you watch This Is Us? No, I don't. Um, well, Sterling K. Brown, who is a beautiful man, um, <laughs> he voiced the lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was him. He's just, he's great. <laughs> but he said in an interview that his kids weren't impressed by him. Oh. Because... Um, Sterling K. Brown was also in Black Panther, and at the beginning of Black Panther, his eight-year-old son dies. And so he took his kids to go see <laughs> Black Panther and realized as soon as, like, it's in the very first scene. that, And he's like, he's impressed with it, but here's a note to the wise. If you take your son to a movie where the character that plays your son dies, he might have a traumatic effect. Um, really? Um, but no, yeah. But any last thoughts or anything? Let's rate it on a scale of one to ten. Frozen 2. Mm. De- I'd give it a 10. Definitely a full 10. Yeah. I loved it. I just found it so relatable. And, like, with everything going on right now, like, with the college thing and, like, the real world thing. Yeah. Like, when Elsa's like, I'm going to go into the unknown. Like, mm. I don't, mm, it's going to be scary. But, like, deep down, I want to do it. I was like, yes, that Elsa. That part when she's singing into the unknown and she says, "There's, don't you know there's always been part of me that, like, wants to go? Yes. I looked over at Sammy and I was like, Elsa? <laughs> Elsa. Like, why didn't you tell us? Why did you just, we're here for you. If you need to, like, go, just, you know, tell somebody. Tell somebody next time, you know, but. That's why I think, and with Olaf growing up a little bit, I love that character mm-hmm. development. And with Elsa, like, obviously in the last movie, she, like, like, like grew into herself, mm-hmm. and she, like, admitted who she was. This one's, like, admitting what she wants. Yeah. You know, and going after that, and I just... Ah, yeah. I just loved it. I think in the first movie we saw Elsa didn't know how to use her powers. And at the end... She, it, it never really, like, she, like, went back to the kingdom and stuff. But even at the beginning of this movie, she's, like, the first scene that adult Elsa's in, she's, like, standing on a balcony, mm-hmm. and her hands get stuck to the rail yeah. because <laughs> she iced it over. And so it's just, I feel like at the beginning, or at the ending of Frozen, at the beginning of Frozen 2, Elsa still, over the past three years, hasn't learned how to use her powers. Well, and I think it's important to note, too, she iced over the railing because someone came up behind her and yeah, scared her. Yeah, yeah. Which... <laughs> Yeah, you know what true. I'm saying. And even in Grandpa, the troll, 
he was like, we're scared that Elsa's powers might be too much, but now, like, what if they're not enough? And there's mm-hmm. just never a balance, I feel like. But I feel like at the end of this movie, she's living in the enchanted forest. Yeah. She's got her ice horse. Right. I feel like she's she's grown into her true self. Mm-hmm. I give it a 10, too. Yes. I do. I was going to say sure. 9, but then you listed all the good things, and I, it just took me back. It's just, like, I mean, it's a good movie, good music, and I mm-hmm. found it so relatable personally. Yeah. Like, I've never had ice powers, so, like, I don't know what that's like. The first one was good, but I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm, like, yeah. growing up, figuring out where you belong, figuring out what your place is. Yeah. That hit home. Oh, my God. So I loved it. Oh, my God. Yes. I think the first movie was an adventure with the characters, and I think this movie was the characters with the adventure, you know? <sighs> Yes. You really learned about the characters in this movie. Yeah, the last one, it was did. just they were in a situation. Mm-hmm. This one, it's more about them. Mm-hmm. It's not about the big thing that's going on behind them. Oh, my God. Ugh. We're going to start a new podcast called Everything's Movies. Everything's um, Movies. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for joining me, Sammy. Thank I appreciate you for having it. me. I you had fun. Oh, I loved it. Yay. Well, yes, hopefully we can have you back. Yes. Every time. We, I, I guess you can just be our movie analyst as anchor. I love it do it let's oh do God. it oh my goodness yes we'll any excuse to, to see movies with you oh. absolutely yeah just that disclaimer i'm That's gonna that. shake you um <laughs> thank you love you all right so that was mine and sammy's review on frozen for everyone who left welcome back to the chat um yes so our next topic is queensland and australia they outlawed conversion therapy so in our last episode we talked about Chick-fil-A supporting conversion therapy groups, and now they no longer do that. Queensland and Australia will not be doing that either. Um, they said that they will also be arresting anyone who helped with um, therapists, so-called gay therapists. I, that's so interesting that their title is gay therapist, I don't, or conversion therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, is that your profession? Like, did I don't feel like you actually studied anything. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, What's the, I don't think that's an official title. I think that's just, you're homophobic and you're trying to tell people they're not gay. But so-called gay conversion, conversion therapists will be made illegal and anyone, any old health practitioners that helped do this will face fine and time behind bars under the new law. Um, so go Australia. Um, health Minister Stephen Miles said that he strongly opposes any suggestion that being LGBT is a disorder that requires medical treatment. All tea, all facts. It's not a legitimate health therapy. Um, I didn't even know they did this, but Mariana just pointed out to me. Therapies that they've done in the past that are now illegal, electric shocks, nausea-inducing drugs, while showing a person a picture of someone of the same sex. Regression or hypnotherapy and counseling that encourages someone to distinguish their private and public sexual feelings or identity. I talked about that in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, you did talk about that a little distinguishing, bit. Distinguishing, like telling their private things that they had done to the group. Oh, they did I didn't know they did hypnotherapy. Even in the, like, I watched that documentary on it. They didn't do any of the electric shocks or stuff, um, which is not, as uh, Stephen Miles said, it's not a legitimate health therapy. It's just... Yeah, it's just trying to, it's finding ways to torture people and telling them that being who you are is wrong. Yeah, basically the life they're living is wrong is what they're trying to teach them. Like, and they're trying to cure it. It's like with like a circus animal, you know how there was like, I think it was like 2017 when everybody was like 
rising up against like circuses that had animals like tigers and like elephants trained because of all the abuse like that they go through like they don't feed them if they don't do a certain thing or you know and Mm -hmm. that's just what they're trying to do here you know they're trying to teach them like trying to combine their memories of basically who they are or how they feel with something they hate so they won't like that's that is so sad and I i don't i've only ever told one person this but whenever i was in high school um so I had not come out to anybody except like my one friend Calissa at the time. She's the only person that knew. And I told her that like cuz I did not want to be gay. Um that I was go- I googled like conversion therapy and just to see like I didn't know that it mm-hmm. entailed all of this. All of the websites that came up that like have conversion therapy they like play it off like it's this happy place that they're going to like you're going to learn how to be straight. And it's like therapeutic. But this does not sound... In no way, shape, or form, okay? Yeah. But, yeah. Glad I didn't... I mean, I was only 15 at the time. Right. Couldn't, I, like, just, couldn't just disappear for two weeks. It also says that if the if a child goes through the um, conversion therapy process, then the penalties will be higher. Peter Black, who is the president of Queensland Council for LGBTI Health, said that this ban sends a clear message to Queenslanders that conversion therapy is harmful in all contexts and that people should be nurtured and protected so they can live in love without fear of abuse, ridicule, or exclusion. I love that. I wish that was our president. Peter Black for American president, (laughs) even though this is happening in Australia. Um, It's a very well-spoken quote, and I, I adore that because coming from Mississippi, constantly wonder if I can live in love without fear of abuse or ridicule. Like, that's a real thing that people have to go through. Mm -hmm. And it's so fresh for me. I'm not from Iowa. BVU is so different from, like, my life in Mississippi. In what ways? Oh, I I have my fingernails painted right now. Mm -hmm. I had never painted my fingernails until August when I got here. Um, I have a pair of glittery pink shoes that I wear. I love them. And... I'd only ever worn them out once in Mississippi. Um, and when I did, there was like a group of football players at a table in a restaurant pointing and talking, whispering about me. Um, there's just there's a lot of like homophobic things that go on. Mm-hmm. And here, I'm still scared. Like my first day, you know Dominic Sesma? Mm-hmm. I met him in my first class. We got put in a group together like my first day here. I'd been here for like 20 minutes and I met Dom. And... Um, he just really like, I don't know. I saw him and I was like, he's beautiful. He's, he has muscle and he's like, he's just everything that the ideal, perfect straight male should be. I hope he doesn't hear that because his ego is so big. Um, <laughs> his ego so big? I love Dom. He's like, he's his biggest fan, but he has a lot of fans. I'm one of them. Um, but no, I met Dom and I was terrified of him. Later that day, on my first day, I was walking through the hall, and he's like, hey, Blake. And I was like, the straight man just said hey to me. Like, I don't have – like, I think – so in Mississippi, I have, I don't even think I have any straight guy friends except, like, my art teacher, mm-hmm. which is, like, 35. <laughs> um, but no, here I have – I have straight male friends. Not all of my friends are girls here, and so it's nice. Um, and so even the seeing this going on in Australia, kind of like – it's it's so nice. I never hear – I'm not used to being in a place where, like, that's a quote. Like, people mm-hmm. can live in love without fear of abuse or ridicule. And so, I don't know. Like, here, when they did Diversity Inclusion Week, what's her name? Emma Bloom and her girlfriend, Valerie, 
the two of them did a presentation on the pronouns, like for he, him, her. Mm-hmm. And I just got emotional because I was like, what the heck? Like, this isn't even an option in Mississippi. If they were to host this at my community college I went to before I came here, no one would be there. Like, I really genuinely think nobody would show up because mm-hmm. nobody cares. Nobody, nobody even practices the pronouns there. And so being here, there's just so many things that I'm not used to seeing. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love BVU. Um, when I got to add my second major and I found out I would have to be here a third year, I was excited. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't. That's good. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I I just don't, I don't know. I felt robbed because I was only going to be here two years. Mm-hmm. And like I'm, I made a bunch of friends that are freshmen um, and they're going to be here four years. And I was like, I'm all, <laughs> I'm going to have to leave Mariana. <sighs> but now we have a third Cry. year together. Yeah, there we go. There so, we but yeah, so it just, I don't know. It's just all very, like, it's fresh for me. Mm-hmm. Seeing, and I didn't follow LGBT news before I was here. I feel like being open up to this. And I just thought, there, I have, like, a, a lot of internalized homophobia. Like, like I was saying, like, when I first came out to my friend Calissa, I looked for conversion therapy fam- mm-hmm. camps for me to go to. And that was me being scared of gay people, knowing that I was a gay person. And I was just, I was scared of what I was, you know? Mm-hmm being scared of myself and being scared of being a part of a community that no one liked. That's where I'm, because where I'm from, nobody cares. I mean, it's the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being here feels so much different. And so, I don't know, kind of like my internalized homophobia, it's still there a little bit. I'm not more like, I'm not happy with me being gay. If I could be straight though, I would stay the same. Because I feel like when you're gay, you have all of this, like, I have family members that don't talk to me. I have friends that used to be my friends that probably wouldn't talk to me now. And I just feel like when you're gay, you get rid of all that unexceptional love. And now I'm surrounded by people who like me for me, and I would much rather be gay than straight. Mm -hmm. Because straight people, everyone loves a straight person. Like, I just get to filter out all those. I just hate the stigmatism around the whole thing. Yeah, me too. And, like... It's so hard for me to just, like, listen to, you know, other people's conversations and about how they feel, you know? And, I mean, like you said here at BV, I haven't really, like, I, everybody that I've met, I'll agree with you. Like, I feel like I'm at home. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a small university. The people here are nice. They're kind. They're always sweet. Everybody's always saying hello, you know? But sometimes, like, throughout my life, I have picked up on the how how people want to voice their opinions over something that doesn't even involve them. Yeah. And that creates a stigmatism and that creates a problem for somebody mm-hmm. who is, you know, gay. Like they shouldn't have to hate or feel unsure about who they are because of like the stigmatism around them and the world around them. Yeah. And that just breaks my heart. Because it's so easy for me to comprehend, you know, it's something that doesn't involve me. You know, just like do you be you know, let yeah. people be happy. But yeah. it's not that simple. Like, people are jealous, people are selfish, people are, they're just always voicing out. People are so obsessed with making sure that, they're so, they they want to make sure everyone follows by their religion. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian, and I, I understand that Christianity is about, it's, between me and God. And so other people should look at it that way. It's between you and God. You shouldn't try to control other people's relationship with God. What 
You shouldn't bring all these rules that you have to follow, things that makes the other person feel bad about themselves. First yeah. Because, like, I don't want to get into the whole religion thing. It's going to... One it's thing, gonna though. F- it's going to fire me up. Last right? time I checked, judging others is a sin as well. It's, it's a sin. So... Talking, talking bad in a way, you know, about somebody else, that's a sin. Like, almost so many things are a sin that you have no idea. Overeating is a sin. Like, there's just so many things. Yeah. And people place out different sins as if they aren't worth... Like yeah. the same, you know? Oh, God. We really went from Olaf to to that. That's a... I thought this was a list of good things happening, so we're going to move to the next topic. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, oh, so Friends, the television show. When Friends came out in the 90s, I don't know. Friends did not age appropriately in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. It's not very diverse. It's a group of six white people sitting around... Six straight white people um, sitting around in a coffee shop, and... So they misgendered Chandler's dad. Um, Chandler would always exhibit, like, homophobia. Like, I remember there's an episode where, like, people at work think he's gay, and he goes into this panic. And he focuses, and the whole episode is just kind of him wondering what it is about him that gives off that, like, gay vibe, you know? If this happened in 2019, I feel like the plot would just be, you seem kind of gay, and then he was being like, no, I'm straight. And then we cut <laughs> we cut to the credits. It's like, what what is it about me? Yeah. Uh, just talk it out. You know, it's like, it's not that big of a deal, but the whole... Yeah. yeah. And also the treatment of uh, Carol and Susan, Ross's yeah, ex-wife. The, the lesbians. Yeah. They, the um... Lesbians. Yeah, it was just a lot of... There's a lot of things going on in that show that don't necessarily... 25 years later, don't really look as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Friends is now trying to give back, and they are auctioning off... Um, original props from the show and will be donating the money that they make to LGBTQ suicide prevention charities, um, which is nice. They said some of the things to purchase will be the couch that they sat on, a reproduction, Ross's armadillo costume, 10 copies of Monica's peephole door frame. Oh, I love it. I have one. Really? Yeah, I got one. I I dated this girl. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love how your head just cut. Well, I'm a clown, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my makeup ready. Um, my clown makeup. No, I dated this girl, and she knew I loved friends, and she got me the peephole frame. Mm-hmm. So I have one at home, and I'm definitely, when I go home for Christmas break, I'm bringing it back. I miss oh it. Um, I I'm going to put it in it. my room. I would love to see it. Um, they love to see it. But um, <laughs> And also, Joey's stuffed penguin Hugsy, and Monica and Chandler's wedding invitation set. Oh. Um, Okay, bidding begins on December 3rd. So Tuesday, this episode's coming out on Wednesday, and it will run until December 17th, 2019. Um, and each item will come with a Warner Brothers certificate of authenticity. So um, I don't know. I feel like those will go for really high, which is great. I love that they're doing that um, and trying to, you know, redo their wrongs. Yeah, that's really nice of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, it was in a different time. You yeah, know, it was Things were seen or portrayed a certain way and they are now so yeah. it's nice that they're i don't know they yeah. want to do something yeah about it. i love that and so our last topic home alone so disney bought um they bought fox and so there's like the simpsons is on disney plus national geographic is on disney plus and now home alone will be on disney plus i'm very excited one of my f- they're putting the first three on there i know there's a fourth one mm-hmm but it didn't make it on there, which is okay, because I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's okay. Um, we don't care about that. We don't talk about her. In all honesty. <laughs> she's, the, she's the Mean Girls too. Yes! I was just going to say that. I, I hate remember, Mean Girls too. I, rem- I don't even want to talk about it. It shouldn't even be considered a movie. I saw it on Netflix. 
it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I watched it. I got really excited because I love Mean Girls. And it was just straight disappointment from the moment it started. Yeah. And I was just so confused because it was so bad. But on another note. No, I want to – let's unpack that because <laughs> I love Mean Girls. I've watched it 30 times. Too. I have a burn oh book gosh. that I made. I, I'm not even kidding. I love it. Um, But no. Yeah, Mean Girls 2, canceled. What we don't ha- talk about her. What not in this house. What happened? I don't After know. After this conversation, I never want to hear Mean Girls 2 said again. <sighs> There's a, the, the, the thank you next music video should have been Mean Girls 2. Should have been. Um, could have been. Totally could have been. But anyways, Home Alone. On Disney Plus now. Um, and I can't wait to go home and see my mom. My mom <laughs> loves Home Alone, and we're definitely watching it. I'm so excited. I hate Mississippi, but I love my family. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's it. That's uh, I, I do have two things. Um, so are you, uh, I'm going to read these to you. Okay. I got some reviews from – like. You got some reviews? Yeah. Okay, so my friend Lauren said um, – I she's – I told her like she should listen to it, and she said I already listened to it. And I was like, oh my god! Um, I said that's cool. It said someone from Ridgeland, which is like a place in Mississippi, mm-hmm. had been listening to it, but I didn't know who it was. What did you think? And she said your co-star has a very nice voice to listen to. <gasps> oh my gosh! She said funnily and funnily enough, in my friend's dorm on the girl side, they also had a girl that would poop on the floors and stuff. That's crazy. I said that's awful. Why is this okay? <laughs> Why is this a trend Why is this across a thing? the country? Perpetrators <laughs> across the country. Poop meet, what do you? Why, why? They meet yearly at the poop yeah, con <laughs> and plot. Um, <laughs> they plot on different colleges, different. Yeah, yeah. We're doing this one this year. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how the conversation um, goes. Uh, I said that's awful. It's too bad it spiraled as much as it has as BV. I included this just because her response is great. She said, "Yeah, I mean, if I had to, if I had the threat of paying a three hundred dollars fine, I would want to catch the MF or two." <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. My friend Jen from Nashville, she said, your friend Mariana seems so sweet. Oh, my gosh. And I'm said, so excited. Oh. I love this. And then the I ran a post as an ad, um, and zoosmell.farmstink commented on my cover art and said, please put this on a shirt. So It's so, cute. I would wear it. We should do merch. We should do merch. Oh, my gosh. I need money. Yeah, I'm, bro- I'm kind of broke, but we can do merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be such a cute concept. We'll come back to that. All right, we'll talk, Put that we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk off about air. Um, uh, and then, okay, this is just a funny story that I had to talk about. <laughs> I text Mariana after I published, or I finished editing the first episode, and I go, <laughs> it's midnight, and I finished editing it, and I meant to key smash, and it autocorrected to yak fuchs. <laughs> Y-A-K space F-U-C-H-S. And I was just like, <laughs> I literally go, WTF. I meant to do key smash, and it autocorrected to yak fucks. So. <laughs> Red 1250 a.m. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love well, it. Well, <laughs> end of conversation. She- <laughs> I have such a bad texture, and I told, I will see your message, and I'm like, yeah, that works. And I won't reply. Or, like, you told me, you sent it to me, and I listened to it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, I was waiting for her to get here. She goes, so are we still meeting? I'm like, yeah, I just got here, but I'm about to go Literally pee. Literally three goes, minutes. <laughs> she goes, okay, let me just finish this song. <laughs> I was in my dorm. I was really feeling this song that was playing, and I'm like, I'm just going to listen to it because I need to soak it in. Have you ever like listened to a song, and you know it's so good, but you weren't paying attention to it? So then you're like, out of respect, I got to restart it. That's basically how I felt. So, or like, that's like three minutes before we were supposed to meet. I'm like, so, we meeting at three thirty in three minutes, and you were like, yes. I'm like, I, 
I'm gonna finish this song. <laughs> Me and Logan, we were um, leaving Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and we were listening to the Lover album all the way through in daylight. It, it's, there's a song called Daylight, and it's the closer, and it's so pretty. But like, it doesn't get pretty. Like, it's pretty, but it gets really good like the last 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, that was worth it. Like, that's the build up. I feel that. that was good. I honestly. <laughs> so. Skimming through a song like this la- part, this yeah, yeah, yeah. One minute, thirteen seconds. This part. <laughs> yes. I know so, exactly. so then I'm like, we have to listen to it again. We listened to it four times in a row. <laughs> I was like, this song is so good. That's me. It's like a slow, gradual thing. The end. She's like, ah, it's just shouting, <laughs> and she's like, and now it's see daylight, and I'm like, yes, Taylor, bring it home. But yeah, that's 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 the that's the tea. That's, that's um that's our show. All right, yeah, that's our show. Um, we have one episode coming next week. Then Christmas break, and then we come back in July. I mean, July. <laughs> July? <laughs> we come back. Man, we come back to the same routine. <laughs> <laughs> this is trash. I'm. <laughs> it's okay. It's I, just been a day. 45 minutes worth of stuff to edit. All right, guys. So that was this week's episode. We'll be back next week, but then we have Christmas break, and we won't be back for a while. We'll be back, what, January? The week of January 6th. Is when 6th. We come there you go. The so, week. Three week break, three weeks, and then we're back. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm Blaine McMillan. I'm Ariana Gonzalez. And this was Everything's Everything's Fine, fine. and we are not fine. (laughs) Everything's falling apart. Especially, I'm sure all college students can relate at this point in the semester. I am praying for you because I am praying for myself. Yes. I know what you all are going through. Amen. Amen. I feel God in this chilies. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.